Allosaurus. That's enough. It's time Allosaurus. I tried to like put on someone's stream and then just immediately started flashing lights, so I need to stop that. Okay. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Potosaurus. Um, my name is Lou, and this is the first time I've hosted in probably about four months. Uh, and joining me, <laughs> joining me today, we have Ken. Hello. And that's literally it because everyone else left, or they're just not here today. I don't know. They didn't leave. They didn't leave, but they're busy. They're busy or something like that. Yeah. But we don't have shit to do. <laughs> we don't. We got nothing going on. I, I specifically carve out recording days just for this. <laughs> I don't leave my house, and I'm still being haunted by a picture I saw on Reddit of a guy eating an apple with a spoon. Jesus Christ! Oh yeah, I saw that. <laughs> but yeah, so what I mean, he was eating the apple with a spoon. He wasn't like you know, as if it was like a knife and fork type of thing, and like cutting pieces out. No, no, no. He like. Shell like like there was a husk of apple. Yeah, like he it was like I don't know it. like he like shoveled it. In. <laughs> like it was just hollowed out apple, and I'm just like, what is wrong with this guy? It's like, like why would you do that? Like, like the apple was like a bread bread bowl or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, it kind of did. It's like second only. It's like the second weirdest way I've seen um seen someone eat an apple. The or I guess that's the weirdest way. The other way though um. One of my buddies eats the core of the apple. He eats, like, the whole apple except for the stem. And that's weird to eat the core of the apple. Yeah, because the seeds... Well, the seeds are poisonous if you eat, like, a fucking... Like, a hundred thousand of them. Yeah. But they're still poisonous. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's still... They still contain trace amounts of arsenic. It's just more of, like, yeah, it might not be that much, but you still want to put that in your body. Yeah, you don't want to And I'm going to say this as a person who just ate a, um... A, uh... An ice cream sandwich that was probably laced with every chemical known to man to make sure that it stayed in nice ice cream sandwich form <laughs> in the freezer for extended periods of time so yeah uh, or you know my uh, trader joe's avocado which may or may not be organic i don't know nope. there's just some there's just some things i don't get it he's just like it's more apple i just I... no it's not more apple but it's, it's more apple with poison what 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 whatever how are you doing though i'm 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 alive <laughs> Japan is getting That's worse by the second, and it doesn't look like I'm gonna have a job in like for like a, a, a elongated couple more months. Did you see that they're just like now they're uh, have opened up like mega, like I want to say mega churches, mega like tents <laughs> for people to come in and get vaccinations. They're like, oh yeah, like we have, two months before the games. We, we have Moderna and what was it, AstraZeneca or whatever the. AstraZeneca. Yeah. I mean, if they really want to be smart and like get it out really quickly, they give everyone the AstraZeneca because it's one. Yeah. Um. Because then they would get everyone in and out because you know how hard it's going to be to get someone to come back for yeah anything with Japanese business culture. Yeah. So like, because I, I I've been following this is this is what I do when I'm like so lazy now because I just keep NHK World on in the background so I just get reports about. Oh, this is when Japan should open up, so maybe I get a heads up on how my job is going to be doing. Yeah, they're like, hey, starting today, we're going to be doing 5,000 shots a day. And I'm like, that's still too fucking little, you guys. <laughs> and it's only... Like, the population of Japan's not small. Yeah. It's it's only for Moderna, too. And I was like, what, what the hell? What, you... This is why it's only going to be 60 to the elderly for, like, the next two months because they fucking can't do anything. 
I'm I'm so happy I'm over here um, instead of still there. Yeah. I need to stop fidgeting with things. I immediately picked up something that makes clicky noises. <laughs> um, I was hanging out in someone's stream the other day. They're um, a CIR over in Japan. Yeah. Um, they're like a friend of a friend. Yeah. Uh, who's still an ALT there. And they're just telling me, they're just like, yeah, um, everything's still crowded. Everyone's still going on like public transport. They still don't have uh, access to getting shots. They're probably going to be very low priority because even though they're educators, they're not residents, yeah. you know, like long term residents, stuff like that. So I have people that have ties to here that are coming to Japan, getting shots, waiting till the after effects happen. And then going back. I mean, coming to Hawaii? Yeah, coming to Hawaii. Like, I, I've known, I, There's like, a, couple, a, been a couple people who are, like, in Canada and stuff. I'm like, you, if you don't need, like, a vaccine to travel, just come over here, get your shots, stay here for a couple weeks, and leave. Yeah, like... Because, like... Yeah, it's... it's my, my friends, like, four or five of them had done that. They were like, hey, I'm gonna come visit my boyfriend, or I'm gonna come here to, quote-unquote, look at stocks for work, and then get my shot and then wait for the after effects and then leave mm-hmm. just so that they can have I'm hap- it <laughs> i'm so happy i'm done um i know you got yours right we got ours like pretty close together yeah like me all my friends girlfriend my family we're all done yeah. so i'm like i'm very happy about that my my mother just got her second shot today so <laughs> where after that my entire family got Got the the shot, and anyone in my close vicinity that I go see on a daily basis or weekly basis, I know has gotten the shot, so I'm, I'm kind of like, hey. Mm. I know Timber doesn't like to go political, as he says, when we do this, but um, they've relaxed all the um, mask uh, like requirements here, and immediately everyone just took them off. Yeah. No, our, our- it's like, it was like, it, it was supposed to be if you've been vaccinated, but like... Everyone just took them off. I went, like immediately we went to like a restaurant like on the Saturday, so I think the effect they went into effect on a Friday. Yeah, everyone and the like working everyone mask off. Like, kind of missed this for food service though. Not gonna lie, kind of <laughs> missed having them on for food service because yeah. bunch of teenagers who were getting yelled at for not <laughs> not working correctly. <laughs> this girl was sitting there like making ranch dress. She was making some kind of sauce thing, and she was getting yelled at for like not doing her other job. She's like, "You told me to sit here and make this sauce, and I am. What do you want from me?" And the lady was getting really pissy with her. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, so our our state, they're like, "Hey, oh, uh, so I know the CDC when say you don't need masks if you're fully vaccinated, but you guys don't know if you're fully vaccinated or not, so." We're still gonna keep the mask mandate gone, all right? I'm like, okay, yeah, fine, that's that's fine. And then all the lovely comments off that one video was just, "Hey, you guys don't believe the science now, yeah? The CDC wouldn't say that." <laughs> I'm just like, all right. It, it's kind of ironic that the people that were like, "Oh, I don't believe in the master," say, "Oh, you guys don't believe in the science now." How the turntables. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 the same group of people. It's like you didn't want to get your shot, you're not getting your shot. Now you're just like getting mad. Just have to find anything to, get to bitch about, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, so I'm just. It's it's. I, just, I live in the middle of a. I live in the middle of a college town, which um the college kids are not known for being very bright here, <laughs> um, despite the fact that it is um a university, a state university. I don't know if that means a whole lot or not. Like it's no. <laughs> it's a university. 
it's a university. Like it's either it's one of the better ones to get into in this state. Mm. Uh, those kids are idiots, and then the people around here. Um, it's a very it, it's like a small liberal bastion in the middle of a rural area. Yeah. Um, and even then, it's like it's the liberal part comes from all the college, like the college people and the people working here and going here. Yeah. Um, but majority people are like from the area, and they don't. They were already very resistant to like anything to begin with at the beginning of this, so. It's just more of that. And I just love going to the UPS store every every once like every once in a while to get my P.O. box stuff and a guy has a mask on but it's not over his nose. I'm like, it has been over a year, you should have figured this out by now. <laughs> every time I go, it's like if you're gonna wear it, at least wear it right. Just do a good job. I don't know. I hate that we're still complaining about this a year and what, th- like three months out of it being like a big deal here, and it's just like I just I hate people. <laughs> I hate people so much. Anyway, uh, what have you been up to in the past two weeks? I've been playing a lot of games, actually. I've beaten, like, three or four in the last couple weeks that we did the podcast. Anything of note? Uh, so, I guess I'll go into Returnal. I, I finished my first big playthrough, the first, like, ending of Returnal. And, yeah, no, I like I said before on the last episode... This is probably going to be my game of the year. It's a lot, a lot of fun, and I've enjoyed every single time that I did with it. That one more game, one more life aesthetic that Returnal does is absolutely fantastic, and I got hooked right from the beginning, and I've I've loved it. Now, there is a true ending that you kind of have to kind of fish for items to get, but because it's like a rogue light or whatever, like... Mm-hmm. It's at random places, and they sometimes could not even show up on a run at an area. So that's the only irritating thing. But apparently, Housemark is going to be making "quote unquote" save states, or they're trying to work that in in a big, bigger patch. That that this game gets patched like almost every other day, though. So, but what? I, like overall, I didn't find anything too buggy. There was only one major thing that I found because I glitched into a wall. And the enemies didn't know where I was, so they kept spawning and mm. respawning. And then I fell to my death. And then I was like, that's probably the only glitch that I encountered in Returnal. But besides that, it was, it's, it's a pretty tightly knit game, and it was really good overall. That's a game I want to play eventually when I get a PS5, but I don't see myself um, ever completing it or like getting too interested in it. Mm. But like, I definitely want to try it type of thing. I'll probably be on Plus if it hasn't been already. Yeah, I'll probably be At on Plus point, by the time when PS5s are available. Because <laughs> like, it's interesting enough, because I'm like, you can pretty much get me with space and I'll like at least look at it. Yeah. Um, but like the whole roguelite thing, I'm just like, I, I sleep, I sleep whenever I see that. Yeah. And I thought I would be disinterested about that too, but like the story that it was trying to tell was really, really good. And I really liked it. And like, there's the whole space alien kind of thing was implemented really well. And I really liked the monster designs for a, a couple of them. Like probably like the last the last boss, and probably one of the semi bosses that you face in the second area has probably one of the best designs that I've seen for like humanoid like creatures, and I really loved it. Mm-hmm. I really really loved it. Um, but besides that, I did do my I finished my playthrough of Final Fantasy Seven Remake. 
on hard mode, I did the dumb mistake of restarting it and not just going from my save file and just getting everything from there. But I, I figured I, I want to do that for before I go into integrate. It was fine. Mm. I spent like fucking 50 hours on the game though, so that's more than twice the amount of time that you probably need for that game. But I mean, I, I really liked it and just the theory crafting is a brewing because I was paying attention a lot throughout the the scenes and stuff like that and once again i really can't wait to see what the hell they're gonna do because it's it's interesting because i don't we we don't know (laughs) Mm. but besides that i also finished resident evil 8 begrudgingly (laughs) yeah i i made you go or finish that and it's fine i really enjoyed that last like when you get into there's a god mode part of the game that makes you feel like invincible in one part of the game and I really liked that part it was very surprising as well cause mm-hmm. it was it just came out of nowhere in my mind but I um uh, just like slight spoilers yeah slight spoilers for Village I guess um yeah I, I expected that to happen at some point mm-hmm. that part um cause I just figured like when I saw you know who it was in the game, like, at some point they're gonna be important, or, you know, it's they're gonna have a part of the game. If it's not this, it's gonna be, a, you know, a side thing. But I figured that would happen. Yeah. Uh, what what preceded that, I did not. Yeah, no, I was I was thrown out of left field, and apparently me not playing Resident Evil 7 or finishing it was a really bad idea at a certain part of the game, especially when mm. you... I, I guess it's like a lower room. It, it like, really did the expedition dump on you at that one room, right? Mm. And I guess... Yeah, there's, like, like the, the like, I guess, like, the plot twist part of the game. Like, if you have not played 7, you should go and complete 7. Now, you'll need, like, a little bit of extra explanation for it, which the game does, and if you bought the collector's edition of Village, it uh actually goes through everything that happened in 7, connecting it to 8. Mm. But if you have not completed 7, please go back, because you're going to get to that point, and it's going to mean nothing to you. Yeah, I was so confused. <laughs> I'm reading through this, and I'm like, huh? What? Though, I did like the connection that they tried to do with the the series overall. I really like that. In that one mm-hmm. room. So... A lot of people were complaining about it because it felt like it was forced. Like, oh, of course, so and so. I'm like, this is Resident Evil. This is the series that had a boss fight of a man that could transform into a a uh, jaguar, mm-hmm. a dinosaur, and a gigantic fly, and also his human form, like an actual transformer. And you're saying this was too convenient. You're saying this was too uh, like you know. Of course, I'm like this is a game. This game series about bullshit. Yeah. This this is bullshit incarnate. The series it pulls stuff out of its ass. It does a Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, of course. Everything leads back to the same place. It always does. So it's just Did- yeah. I can understand it feels like oh oh that's convenient. Yeah, because it's Resident Evil. Everything's convenient. Did Seven do that to the original series as well? Um, the seventh connection to the original series. Spoiler alert for seven, which I've talked about at length on this podcast. Um, you Chris shows up at the end, and he's uh, on a uh, helicopter that has the blue umbrella symbol on it. Oh, so that's the so only like, connection that it has. They're not connected to an umbrella in any other way besides that. That so blue umbrella in that game, um, which he is still working for, as far as we know. They are a group of people who used to be affiliated with Umbrella that 
um, took it upon themselves to, um, they took it upon themselves to, um, kind of, like, try and clean up after what they used to do, so it's basically, like, that's why they're the blue ones, they're, like, to differentiate themselves from the old version of Umbrella, Mm. they're the ones who are trying to, like, clean up the mess that they caused and, like, try to make things right. Yeah, I see. And that's who Blue Umbrella is. But, like, there's still not a lot known about them. Oh, okay. Um... It's they're kind of like out of nowhere, but that was the only connection to Seven. You can play Seven, start to finish, and enjoy it for what it is without knowing anything about Resident Evil. There are little things in there. Um, there was a news report, uh, like a news clipping, and uh, the room with the deer, like the room connected to that in the, in Seven, where um, it mentioned the character from, or one of the characters from Outbreak. Uh, there's little things here and there, but it's never anything like, ah, Jack Baker is actually Albert Wesker's cousin, or something like that. Because <laughs> like, like my Cause whole... that's a, that's actually uh, a different game. <laughs> <laughs> my my whole thing was I figured that they were doing the testing for like a a, a different type of plague in the in that particular bayou, and then that because the Baker family was just there, it did, they just so happened to get infected. But I guess that was implemented in this game. <laughs> so, overall, I really liked 8. It was, it. if I had to give it a, a number value, it's a solid 3. It's a very solid 3 in my mind. You, if you can't play Oh, 3 it. out of 3. Yeah, 3 out of 3. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say, like, it's definitely not a perfect game. Um, One of the biggest criticisms, like, that people kept saying, they're like, oh, after, you know, like, you know, and it's a Resident Evil fandom, so they only play one game at a time. Yeah. Um... So, like, well, you know, after playing it, like, three to five times, it, like, uh, a lot of the, the scares and stuff just wore off, and it wasn't that big. I'm like, yeah, because it's, it's a horror it, game. You played it three to most, five times. Of course you did. Like, that like, first time. Like, like most, <laughs> of the big, most of the big scares and, like, surprising stuff in a horror game, you only get once. Yeah. So, the second playthrough, it's already inherently not scary. And since it took more of, like, the Resident Evil 4, like, action-y route, once you get super-powered... All that stuff transfers over to New Game Plus. Mm. Like, you can choose to not use it, but you can't... I don't think you can un-upgrade your weapons or anything like that. But, like, as long as you, like, load a save file, you can't go back to being underpowered. So, like, yeah, a New Game Plus mode... Like, I did this. I went from Normal Mode, then to New Game Plus Hardcore, and I was like, oh, this is not very hard with all this extra stuff and health upgrades and stuff. So, like, yeah, it's not going to be. Like, it loses a lot of that edge because you're super-powered now. You've already seen everything it's going to do. For me, I just started listening to other music so that the jump scares would actually get me. Yeah. I mean, that's just how that, that's how that is. Like, 7 was a far scarier game, I think, on multiple playthroughs because uh, even with, like, the stronger weapons, like, the behavior of Jack changed between normal to hard mode. Whereas, um, for this game, casual, normal, hardcore are all basically the same, just, like, different you know difficult like the difficulties all the changes the damage output instead yeah village of shadows changes up some enemy spawns and adds a little bit here and there Mm. um but like that's the closest to like madhouse but everyone said it's not like the same Mm. because the routing's still more or less the same Mm. so like yeah it's not gonna scare you the same amount of time this isn't a silent hill where you're like going in there and you find out something new or more profound the second time through it's a it's a schlocky action horror game like it's yeah yeah that, that, that's what it is yeah it, like for for me you know I want to say say this much the game really improved 
after I want to say Act One. Act One, I would lump L- Lady Dimitras. Probably, probably. Yeah, if, like if you were to lump all the game into three acts, Act One is probably beginning to L- Lady Dimitras. Act Two is just the two bosses, uh, two and three, all the way up to Heisenberg, and then Heisenberg till the end is probably Act Three, right? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Like you could break it up like that or a little, even a little bit more but like everything that they showed pre-release up through yeah lady d in that in the area the game gets so much better after that that's probably honestly for me the most boring part of the game because they focus so much on her for like yeah um by the time i saw her and got to her after all the marketing stuff and all the trailers and like i avoided a lot of them but like everyone was just so much hard, like so hard on like oh yeah. it's you know oh my god tall vampire lady mama yeah and whatever and like uh at that point, like, I was just so underwhelmed by her presence in the game uh, that, like, I just got better. Because I was just like, God, I really hope there's more than this. And there was. Thankfully, there was. Yeah, I, I would um, say, like, a majority of the trailers, I, I would probably have to rewatch like, the, like, the, probably the second, first or second trailer. But I, I would say probably, like, a majority of the trailers only showed a majority of Act 1 and then just a little sprinkle of Act 2. Like... And maybe a little of Act 3 of the escape. But that's pretty mm-hmm. much it. They keep a lot of things close to the chest with this game. And I I'm, really I'm like very that. happy about that because, like, 7 didn't really show a lot. They mostly showed you just stuff and deal with Jack. So you never saw Marguerite. You never really saw the outside house. You never saw everything after that. Um, so, like, it was hoping. I'm like, I really hope they haven't shown their entire hand with all these trailers. Like, I hope that she's not the only thing in this game. Yeah. And thankfully she was not. Like, we're going to go through this at some point and actually have a spoiler cast about this game. Because I could talk at length between this and 7 because I feel like they have to be spoken about together. Especially because you never finished 7. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I should work on that. But I I, I think my mis- whole mistake is playing the game through VR and just like, yeah, noping out of there. And I, I tried to pick it up again after I played 8. But, yeah, no, I, I, I don't like going through Jack. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we'll get we'll go into more in Village later. I want to talk about it a lot, but like since it's Timber and Fangirl both want to talk about it, um, especially I know Fangirl really does, and Timber were bullying into playing it because we need his uh, Romanian perspective on the Romanian themed game. <laughs> <laughs> so that will probably be sometime over the summer. You know, that we can finally get all of us together. You know, off 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 the air, we we were talking about it just a little bit, and he goes, you know, I saw a stream of it, and the food just wasn't real it's the 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 pronunciation this area didn't have this this food like grown here it's a little like that'd be a bit more south if even at all i'm like there are vampires in the game timber there there are there are there's a lot of dumb stuff in this game are you telling me all that (laughs) it's it's resident evil timber i was expecting ozone to be playing 24 7 throughout this game yeah we need to meet his dad what the hell yeah but no, I, I, I like I said, I've, I really enjoyed my time with eight. It got really better after after Lady D. Fuck the second house, by the way. But that's just a personal fear. <laughs> Fuck that second house, man. Yeah, I mean, I played through all that like the week it came out. Like I got it that Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. After it came out, went through it within a couple days. Yeah, I, I, I. I... I think I finished like a day after you or so, because I I wasn't too far far behind because I 
I sat through and played two and three in one um, house two and three in one sitting. So house two took me like took me like forever, and I couldn't sleep. That's why the only reason why I finished house three. Because <laughs> <laughs> fuck that. Especially when you get to the the boss fight for that. Yeah, I fucking was noping so hard. Yeah, I was yelling at uh, Mr. Copy to get through that today on Discord. I'm like, just go do it. Just go, just do it. Go. Then you can play the rest of the game. Like, I I live, I live transcript a chat with you of my entire playthrough for House 2 and I, (laughs) that must have been like the most hilarious thing to read. It, I was, yeah, it felt like I was there. (laughs) I was. Let's just say this much. I was yelling so much profanity. I'm pretty sure my mom was like, "What the fuck's going on in there?" <laughs> but yeah. Besides that, anything else of note? <laughs> besides that, nothing too much. I I picked up Mass Effect, the Legendary Edition, but I'll wait till Timber comes back. So I can talk more about that. Yeah, I I played through two and three. I've gotten an ending that before, back when they were like they first came out, but yeah. like. I ain't the Mass Effect guy. Yeah. I ain't the Bioware fan to talk to, because I'll just tell you, yep, they were okay, but there was uh, way too much nothing in those games. Yeah. Like, replaying the first game made me realize, I was like, yeah, fucking, <laughs> fucking this first game was fucking rough at certain parts. I do like the fact that, hey, you can access all the guns no matter what the class, because before you could... The only time that you can access all the guns in one was if you were a soldier. But now they're like, yeah, fuck it. You can do all the all the guns to all the classes. So that's really interesting that they did that. But besides that, I'm only a fourth of the way through Mass Effect because I'm trying to do everything as well. So what what about you, Kiel? What have you been playing? Um, did I finish Xenoblade 2 last time we... Had an episode, or was I working on it? You still? were working on it, and you were kind of asking us to go and play it. Yeah, so I finished that um, a couple weeks ago. That was a good one. Um, I got to the final boss, and that game, like, I like that game a lot, but uh, it definitely, I don't think it's as good as the first one. Mm. If you've never played any of them, I recommend still finishing the first game first, because you can play two without any knowledge of one, but what there is a one you'll appreciate and two you'll appreciate a lot more if you finish one first so i do recommend that I try not to like spoil it but like they did there in the beginning they're like yeah you don't need to play one and then when you play through a lot of people are like i feel like i'm missing something important right now <laughs> it was one of those situations it was like kind of like that in yakuza like a dragon they're like oh it has no connection to the previous games and you get to something you're like should probably know who you are shouldn't i yeah especially when you got to junji <laughs> Hey, yeah, I, yeah that, I, that guy, because he's like, I looked him up, I'm like, who is this guy? And they're like, he was in 6, and I'm like, oh, spoiler. Yeah, he is in <laughs> 6. Not only is he in 6, the person that he's portraying is the main antagonist for 6. So, um, but yeah, that was fun. I ended up, like, getting to the end of it, and, like, the final boss killed me a couple times. And in that game, when you beat when the final boss and you get through it, it's like, oh, after you walk through here, if you die, you're going to get sent back to the title screen. I'm like, why? Why? For one, why? And it happened two times, so I dropped it down to easy and beat him because I'm like, I don't care right now. I don't care. I've been trying to do extra stuff in that game. It's driving me insane because of, like, difficulty spikes and you didn't get, like, all the right drops and stuff. I'm like, look, I just want Shulk and Fiora as blades. I don't give a shit. Let, give me my $30 <laughs> worth of content. So, that was one I worked on. Um, i trying to think what else. I started Tales of Berseria. Maybe we did talk about this last time, because yeah. I was trying to get Timber to play it. Yeah, we were talking um, about how... I haven't gotten back to that yet. I have not gotten back to that yet. 
Um, but the main things I've been like obsessed with the past couple weeks are the Disaster Report games. I got two and three. So the first one's is called Disaster Report. The second one's called Raw Danger in English. Um, and then I played the demo for four, and I bought the download version of three, which is a Japanese-only PS2, PSP game. Um, and those, those have been like my obsession for a while. I'm actually trying to like... This is like, I guess, uh, the earliest of announcing something. I'm trying to relaunch Retrosaurus, like come back with a season two of it. Um, and this will be like, I'll have a Raw Danger episode. Is going to be like the first episode out. I'm just currently trying to not destroy Sony Vegas because it is the worst thing in the world. But then I try to use uh, Premiere, and it is too confusing for me. <laughs> so might be a couple weeks, but I'm hoping beginning of June to have that, and then another one out in June as well. Probably gonna try and start like summer. I told myself like by summer I need to start like getting YouTube stuff out there. I also probably need to start working on TikTok stuff. Downloaded that. Because I was reading a couple other people's things. Um, Twitch is really bad to get growth for it from itself. So you need to go somewhere else mm. to get people to go to your main thing on Twitch. Because Twitch is really bad at that. <laughs> they made a boost thing. Which people could b- jump in channel points to your stream. And then it would show your stream other places. I have not gotten a single one in three months. And like I've been in like the beta for it. I'm like how do they choose people for this? I don't know. But like they just don't even... <laughs> They don't even, like, give me the boost anymore, so I'm like, oh, okay. You don't, you guys don't know what you're doing, do you? But aside from, like, the Raw da- uh, Disaster Report games, which I was enamored with, um, I'm trying to think if I've been playing anything else. I, my big problem right now is I can't bring myself to play anything. I'm having a hard time getting into another game. I'll go and sit down on the couch. We'll be, you know, watching TV. I'll have my Switch. Nothing sounds fun. I don't want to play anything. I'm in another one of those ruts again. Mm. And uh, someone's like, I don't know what to play. (laughs) Hopefully I'll get, like, I need, like, I can't wait for things to be a bit more normal-ish at some point, just so I can, like, I don't know. I just want to, like, get more hobbies again, because I miss, like, doing gunpla and stuff like that. Yeah. But I don't know when that's going to ever happen again, not until I get a house or something. Mm. Yeah, I don't I think for for me, like, the next big game that's probably going to, come out that I'm minutely interested in is obviously Intergrade, so I'm going to play that. And then Mario Golf and Ratchet comes out around the same time, so I'm probably going to be playing the hell out of Mario Golf more than Ratchet. I'll probably buy it and just to have it, and I don't know. I think I'll take a leisure time with Ratchet than Mario Golf. I think I'll be playing pretty hard especially because it has a story mode rpg style game i really miss that in the mario games the sports games specifically. i miss i just miss like quality in mario games yeah, yeah. like even the spinoffs like the quality is just dipped i blame nintendo getting into the smartphone game that's yeah. when their quality started dipping because they're like oh why even bother trying hard anymore yeah i think the last game that i really liked from them in like the last five to ten years from Mario's side was probably Super Mario Party and that was it. And the fact that it just randomly got, hey, you know, we've been in this pandemic for a year and a half. We're, we're gonna give you we're gonna give you online support for Mario Party. <laughs> after, like, after everyone's going back to normal. Yeah. So, like, good job, yeah, you guys. Yeah, yeah, good job. Good job, Nintendo. But pro- probably that was the only game that I figured that they put work in because the, the tennis game it, it was alright, but the fact that you can only unlock... Tennis char- aces was bad. Yeah, it, it, 
the only the only way that you can unlock characters at the time was to do the tournaments and if you fucking just hate online or people in general then you will lock you are locked out of those characters if i remember correctly mm-hmm. and i fucking hated that it was something <laughs> weird like that yeah so i i don't know yeah i don't know I know. See, I liked um, Odyssey when it came out, but like, I never want to play it again. And like, I've gone back and replayed Mario sixty four a little bit, a little bit of Sunshine Galaxy. I just like, I don't think I always hate to use the term outgrow because I don't like think I'm too old for something. It's just like I feel like I personally no. outgrown like a lot of stuff. But everyone always takes it as a negative, as if there's an age limit. I don't think that's that's not the way I'm using it. But like, I have personally like outgrown Mario. Like, I just don't find any fun from them anymore. Yeah. Like, they were fun when I was younger. Definitely anyone can find fun with them now. Like, yeah. it's just, I per, like I just don't have any interest in them. Like, I still like Luigi's Mansion. Like, I'll take a, another one of those any day. But, like, actual platforming Mario, don't care. Not yeah. anymore. Now, I, you know, the, the this is the thing. Like, I, I love Nintendo and I appreciate what they did to the industry, obviously. But hmm. this is another one of my gaming sins that I've I've never that I don't like to announce, but I've never finished a platforming Mario game because by the time I get so interested in it, it, it becomes boring to me and I just don't find the will to finish mm-hmm. it. I felt that way with 64. I felt that way with Sunshine where I play like, I think like the farthest I got into a, a three, the 3D platformer games for Mario or even the 2D ones. I think the only one I beat was world 2 and that you can't even count that as a Mario game at times <laughs> mm-hmm. but I think Sunshine was probably the farthest I ever got in the 3D Mario game everything else was just like yeah I play for like maybe an hour or two and just never touched it again like I finished world but I finished that on an emulator as a kid Yeah, uh, I finished all the 3D ones except for Galaxy 2 and I don't count in 3D world just because it's a weird hybrid mm-hmm. yeah, like it is a 3D Mario but it's also not a 2D one but it's also not like 3D Mario, like how we typically say. Yeah, especially um, now with just... Bowser Fury World, because that was mm. that's an interesting experiment. And if they decide to do Mario games like that, then fucking yeah, whatever. <laughs> and that's like it, it's very much its own we like thing. So like that's, I don't count it in there. But like I just yeah, I don't really want to go back to them. Like I don't I don't gain much enjoyment out of playing them, even like on their own. Like I finished Mario RPG for the first time. Yeah. Not that long ago, and like even that, I was just like, it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. I like Paper Mario better, but like, yeah, that's that's also another thing for me. I feel I feel more attached, or ha- I have more fun with the games that is associated with Mario. Not so much mm. is a Mario game. <laughs> yeah, so like, I mean, that's how it was. Like, I don't like sports games, but if you put a Mario sports game in front of me, yeah, I'll probably enjoy it. Yeah, like. I love Same Mario thing with, party, like, um, racing games, like games. Mario Racing, like Mario Karts were more fun, but, like, now, I, I mean, that's another one I've kind of gotten tired of. Yeah, now it's but, like, just, like, Nintendo Racing at this point. It's just, like, Mario Kart 8 sucked. Like, it was it was fine, but, like, it was, it's, what, ten, a, a decade of Mario Kart 8? I'm done with it. Yeah, I, yeah. So, I'll, I'll be surprised, well, I'll, I'll be surprised if they even were saying, hey, we're gonna announce 9 for Mario Kart because they haven't announced a proper Mario Kart for the Switch yet. They have, they haven't had a brand new one since yeah. the Wii U. Yeah. So yeah, and like I, I feel weird about saying that. Like if it's a Mario branded game, I feel more attached to it 
Like, I, I love Party, I love Strikers. Even fucking the Olympic Games one were more fun in my mind than an actual Mario game. <laughs> mm. and I've been kind of in a weird place with gaming, like, the past year. Like, just because, I guess the past year and a half, two years almost, I guess about a year and a half, I've, like, mostly focused, like, on, old, on like, older games. So, like, like a lot of newer ones, I'm just seeing, like, what it was exactly about newer ones that I don't enjoy. Mm. And then I'm also seeing a lot of the older ones where I'm like, maybe I just don't like anything anymore. I don't know. It's just, like, now it's, like, very hard to get my, get my interest in games. I don't know if that's an age thing. Like, if that's just, like, a, you know, it's my main hobby and I'm burning out on it type of thing. And that could also be but, it because technically it is your job at this point, so. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, I could probably, I probably would be the type, like, when Resident Evil 8 came out, if I wasn't streaming, would have been really excited, bought it, played it, and been like, cool, and then, like, probably played that a lot, and that would be, like, the only game I played for a while. But now I'm just like, I had to rush through it so I wouldn't get spoiled on it because, uh, I mean, on Twitch, like, there are, like, my friend, um, Grace, she has a birthday stream for RE8. Someone had a bot account with so-and-so, this happens to them, and then a bunch of numbers, and it was a follow bot, like, um, like, they were being attacked by follow bots that just kept following with that and just kept posting in her chat the end of the game. Oh my goodness. And I'm like, oh, thank God I didn't play this on stream. And it happened to multiple people. Like, I was actually talking to, like, Brogan and them during that in a voice chat. And then it happened on hers. I'm like, guys, guess what just happened right now to someone else? Exactly what we're talking about. (sighs) Yeah, like, definitely, like, Twitch has changed my perspective on games. I'm still as opinionated as I was. Maybe a little bit worse. But, like, I don't know. I just also feel like when you, like, all you do is focus on one thing, you definitely get to see a lot more about it and analyze it a lot more so i always i know i always feel like it makes me more negative too no no i i I, like i said i feel the same way not not so much towards the games but just towards music now because just hyper analyzing Mm. the japanese music industry over and over it's just you see the same shit over and over again and it's Mm -hmm. obviously it's what it's the same shit that sells so you can't change that you can't be like hey hey Japan, change your taste in music, yeah? No, no, I can't, I can't say that, because it's when a shiny example of something out of the ordinary makes the top ten list, I'm fucking jamping it like crazy, because, hey, it's something different kind of thing, but, I don't know, I just become mm. really hyper You get jaded. And, yeah, I get jaded towards, just like, if, if I wasn't doing this on a week-by-week basis, I'd probably be like, oh, that's pretty cool, and listen to it, like, for, like, a month and stuff. Mm. But, like, for me, like, I have to pick up a new song almost every other day. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, no, this is shit. Oh, no, this is an artist I don't like, so I think it's gonna be shit, kind of like that. Like, oh, so you're an indie band. What do you... Oh, you're focused on this? You're like, yep, I've heard this sound before. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean they're bad. Like, you can definitely do a lot of things that are not original. There's no very few original things left in yeah, general yeah. now. No, not anymore. But, like, <laughs> I always... <laughs> It, like, I just don't feel like a lot of people do, or a lot of things do what has been around well. It's like, okay, you're doing it still exactly the same. There's still no new spin on it, and it's just as good as the last thing, but the problem is... It's not better than it. Yeah, so it's, it's just still like, the same it's level like, oh, of quality. You're, you're inspired by Asian kung fu generations, so you kind of sound like them. Or you're like, oh, I'm inspired by like other bands of that era, and it's like, oh, so you just sound like a fucking wannabe Weezer because that's the inspiration okay, that, inspiration that you have from that. <laughs> that's weird for me to think about Asian kung fu generation like having influenced an entire like generation of. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, no, it's, it's of like Japanese like like musicians. I'm like, holy shit! I remember listening to them in high school. Yeah, no, and even like, then they were like had been around a bit. Yeah, so like it's it's very interesting to be like, oh yeah, I was I was inspirational. I was inspired by Asian Kofu Generation Kuruni. Like fucking, those are bands that I was in high school, like I knew of, and I'm just like fucking hell. <laughs> I think I might have shown you this before. Um, there like I have to find the link for it, but it was a TikTok video of this girl who's like 15 or 16 now. And just, like, wishing she was born and, like, grew up in the mid-2000s, um, where emo was popular and, like, the aesthetic and the music. And the TikTok was set to Mr. Brightside, which is not emo. It's, 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 it's just, it's not. Like, it just isn't. If, like, people who like the killers in high school and people who are, consider- like, you know, identified as emo or, like, were into that were two distinct groups of people for the yeah. most part. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, holy shit. When you get to that part where like when you get to the age where like your childhood is being uh is uh is being uh sought after by younger generations, you're old. You're yeah. just old yeah. now. Yeah, I'm just like Alright, cool and cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh Oh man. <laughs> like there there was like another band, like a girls band that were like, Oh, we're inspired by scandal and I'm like, Jesus Christ, scandal's that old now. <laughs> Oh god, they are, aren't they? Yeah, they they passed fifteen, I think, this past this past. We'll year. Just have to go off the um. Here's the thing. We'll just have to ask Yana if you bought this band CD when you went to Japan. We'll use that as like litmus test for how like if something's old. Yeah, <laughs> but oh, where were we? <laughs> well, besides was that, that I, I, I think our, there's, my there's... notes. My notes say brief village chat, and that was like 30 minutes ago, I think. (laughs) And we have gotten to here. We just talked about how we're just jaded at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Which, if we want to move on to something that continues with jaded, uh, they finally announced what was going to be in the the Dead by Daylight uh, collaboration with Resident Evil, which I fucking called it. Uh, I was was interested in this, so tell me what what was a part of this announcement. So it's three characters in a map, which apparently is the first map in about a year because they the devs have been focusing on like touching up and like you know quality of life improvements for everything in the past year. Mm. Um, I think the last new map was Silent Hill. Mm. Maybe after I don't know. I'm, that's the last one I remember, and I think that was about a year, year and a half ago. Mm. Um, but it's Nemesis is the killer, and it looks like he's more melee based and he has his tentacles and stuff. Yeah, sounds about right. Um, <laughs> Jill and Leon are survivors, and there's speculation that other characters might have skins for other characters as well, because, like, um, with the Silent Hill one, Heather had costumes for, uh, Sybil, and for, for Sybil and Lisa, the nurse, and I think there was, like, a Dahlia costume for someone else, Mm. um, so there might be, there's nothing said, I mean, I only, like, half listen, because I don't really care about DBD, it's just more of this is an interesting thing for me, so I can complain about stuff, mm. uh, so Leon and Jill, survivors, uh, Nemesis is the, uh, killer, the map is RPD, I believe, um, and they're all based, this is also based off their remakes, this is all the remake designs, uh, okay. though somehow remake Nemesis looks worse again, I didn't <laughs> think it could happen, but he looks worse, all right. <laughs> uh, there's some quality of life improvements for the game. I don't play Dead by Daylight because Dead by Daylight sucks. <laughs> and even people who play the game hate Dead by Daylight. So I don't know who the so, I don't know who the fan base is. So it's Nemesis, not like like Mr. D or <laughs> Mr. X was only for um, was only in two. 
Yeah. And Nemesis was only in three, but Nemesis is more of like an actual entity than Mr. X was. Mr. X, most people don't even really know about him from like the original games because he was B scenarios only. Yeah. Uh, but Nemesis is a bit more um, front facing. He's a bit more of an yeah. iconic president presence yeah. than that, of that of that yeah, comparatively. Mm. Um, I just I don't care. Um, I just think it's funny because this for sure puts uh, the nail in the coffin for uh, resistance. If anyone thought it was going to happen. And, um, then re, re, uh, verse was pushed back. Yeah. I don't know if it was because of this release. It was pushed back into like the summer, I think, but which is slowly but surely coming upon us now. (laughs) And I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't care, but this is the first time Resident Evil and Silent Hill are in the same collaboration together. So that's kind of cool. So once again, um, weaponizing millennial nostalgia, so that they can go and spend money on things that remind them of their childhood because all they want are things that remind them of their childhood without anything new, mm-hmm. for the most part. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, hey, that's yeah, the Pokemon it's... card key or card craze in a nutshell, did you right s- there. Did you see Target's no longer stocking Pokemon cards because people are dicks? People are fucking attacking people on the streets because of Pokemon cards. It's crazy. I don't remember it being this bad in the 90s, like, with Pokemon craze. I don't remember it being that awful. I just, I'm just it's like, like, Jesus it's Christ. It's Beanie Baby level crazy. It's Yeah, it's Beanie Baby level of crazy, along with just the mass hysteria of just being indoors all the time. <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty funny. Like, I think they also were like, yeah, we're locking Pokemon cards behind a a thing of uh, of um, locking key because people are stealing it now. Yep, it's so weird to see Pokemon being like the center of attention, but it's it's because of people our age on YouTube and Twitch and stuff like that opening packs of cards, getting that nostalgia rush for people who are like yep. stuck at home watching TV. Yep. And like, and being like, I want to do that too. I want to open a, a rainbow rare uh, Chongus Pikachu. <laughs> Chongus Pikachu. But yeah, it's like um, it's it's like that right now. So like, all the newer cards are like jumping up in price. So a box that I bought for forty dollars four years ago is going a thousand dollars right now. <laughs> So it it's like reprints of the original the the Wizards of the Coast branded Pokemon cards, so that's why everyone fucking mm. wants them. Basically, they just made the Wizard of the Coast cards legal play again because they they did a format change like from Wizard of the Coast when it switched to the Pokemon Company, and they did another uh, format change like couple years after it was when i was really into the tcg competitive scene that like all this i kind of want to see how the tcg competitive scene is going to end up being because of this whole craze i'm pretty sure that when they do have the the grandmasters for whenever the grandmaster is going to happen i don't know if they're going to have one this year or if they're going to wait till next year but it'll be very interesting to see the kid bracket for that because they have two they have two brackets. They have a kid bracket, and then they have a, I think it's like 12, 12 and up bracket for for everyone else. Mm-hmm. So it's it's going to be very interesting to see the juniors bracket, <laughs> be like, oh yeah, I'm pretty sure little Tommy here wasn't able to get the cards, 
unless he had like seven hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be that point where like they're gonna have to yeah, but pay scalper prices to buy kids' toys, which is I just people stop stop ruining things for kids. Yeah. Then when they get older, they're gonna keep doing this. Break the cycle this time, guys. Come on. Yeah. Just because we've missed out on Beanie Babies and like little shit here and there doesn't mean we have to do this now. Yeah. Come on. And also stop charging too much for PS1 games. I know who you are. Stop it. <laughs> Spent 80 bucks on Disaster Report. Kill me. Ooh. The game is not worth 80 bucks, but I wanted it. Yeah. Like, eventually I'm going to have to buckle down, like, when I get started getting paid again or going to work again. Like, because I, mm-hmm. I, I really want everything from the, the, like, the Yakuza, the Ryuga Kyoku team. Mm-hmm. And I want every game from Kojima as well. And I'm pretty sure the Golden Sun is going to be the most expensive thing I ever buy from from Kojima. Which one? Oh, oh, not Golden Sun. Boktai. Boktai. There we go. Oh, okay. So if you say so you've won Golden Sun, I have it. Yeah. I. You know what's weird? What the one thing that's on the nice side of the owning things part of like game collecting right now? Yeah. I have stuff that's worth multi hundred dollars. <laughs> I have a complete box copy of Pokemon Emerald. Oh, yeah. No. You know how much that goes for? Minimum of 200 bucks on eBay. I, I bought say. plastic cases for my Game Boy Advance games. E- <laughs> e- it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it is. It, it, it is ridiculous. And it, it's making me think twice about if I, if I get a free game off Plus, if I really enjoy it, I will go out and try to buy the physical copy. Like, another mm-hmm. thing, too, is I also want all the PlayStation studio branded games now so like because if i believe it was happening around speederman when they were like yeah all games from here on out are going to have a playstation studios logo in it so it's like the mcu marvel thing mm-hmm. where they show all their characters doing actiony stuff to show that we're owned by playstation and sony so i kind of want that as well and so that also made me go out and buy <laughs> MLB The Show 2021 <laughs> because oh, it is a PlayStation branded game. And also, I've been playing you it on, bought... on the Xbox, ironically, because it was one of the games I say you should buy the base. Xbox Series X version of it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, ah, I should do that, too. I was like, I bought it for PlayStation. And what was very interesting, so Mujiki has it. He has an Xbox Series S. Mm-hmm. And so Why? I... Uh, because he uses it to um, root to emulate games. Oh, okay. That's, that's the only reason I know to own one. Yeah, so, and then he has the Game Pass. So I've been playing MLB on that. And then I switched that, and then when I bought it for the PS5, the loading is night and fucking day. <laughs> so I was just very impressed by that. Now I wonder if I got a Series X if the loading would be the same or if it's about... I heard the Series X version's the best one. Yeah, probably. So I want to kind of take that to the test because from pushing start from my PS5 to intro is five seconds. It literally says Sony Computer Entertainment presents and then goes straight into the title of the, the game <laughs> or the, 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 the title screen of the game. And I was just like very impressed nice. like how fast it was loading compared to... The Series S, which would do the whole thing of this is sponsored by MLB, this is PlayStation Studios, this is brought to you by Sony Computer Entertainment, 
and it's like 20 seconds of logos and then it got to the title so i kind of wonder if that's intentional too yeah i also kind of want to see if that's intentional and then i also kind of want to see a second half copy of the ps4 one to see if it's also the same because i want to see if the ps4 pro would probably arguably be on the same specs as the series s and see how how fast the loading is on, on that so I'm pretty sure Digital Foundry has something like this that I'm just like too lazy to look up. <laughs> yeah, they probably definitely have it done, especially because it's such a high profile like Sony studio game on multi platform. I'm sure it's on there. Yeah, so it's it's very interesting that I kind of just went into that now. So I, I've been trying to get that. So like having hard copies of that, and then the Ratchet game because the Ratchet game also have that. So I'm like that's why I've been like really into trying to have like physical copies of these games especially if it's a game i really liked from playstation plus or Mm -hmm. something like that because i know for a fact that if i don't get it now i probably won't see it again (laughs) yeah it's getting harder like i I never thought it would be hard to find newer games at stores but like they don't reap they don't print any more copies of xenoblade chronicles 2 that's a four-year-old game um not even four years old yet um the Trails of Cold Steel games, like the PS4 versions, are hard to come by, and they're not that old. Mm. But yeah, like all that stuff you want will be hard to find, or like at least the version you want will be hard to find. And the PS, the late PS4 copies of games are going to start being uh, harder to find as well. Yeah, over the next couple of years, because there's going to be less and less and less of them made. But let's see what else we got on the docket. Oh, we just have two like rumor things we can kind of get through, and then we can get to our um our our the us specific weeb shit. <laughs> Um, apparently there's a Sonic presentation on Thursday, which just so happens to be the day I had planned to, like, play Sonic games on stream, which may include me having to play Sonic Boom. Uh, awesome. but, yeah. Uh, let me see, I just saw that a little while ago. Was it on Polygon? So, am I looking there's forward to having a, a branded t-shirt of Sonic Boom sooner or later? If they put one on the Yeti, I'll buy one for you. <laughs> I'm just saying, um, but it's kind of uh, the fact that the Yeti just has your number or is following you. In you know what was on Sunday? What? I think it was Sunday. It was Sunday or last night? Zeno Saga and Zeno Gears together. <laughs> I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, whoever is doing the designs for this is definitely probably watching your streams or knows. I'm very, you. I'm very close to just messaging them. Be like, can we do a partnership deal, like something? Because I tell people about your shirts every day. Every day, <laughs> you should. You should reach you out to their, some back, to their marketing. You and owe me they. some back stuff. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening to this, please tweet at the Yeti and tell them to sponsor my stream. I'm Kyoto Hunter. If you guys don't remember which one I am, I'm Kyoto Hunter. Um, but just yeah, um, tweet at the Yeti, Y E T E E with the T H E at the front of it, and tell them to sponsor me, my stream, please. But the Sega one, it's on the 27th. It's supposed to be at like. 11 i think my time hmm. yeah 12 p.m eastern um it's supposed to be showing um new projects new partnerships and events because it's also a um i think it's his 30th anniversary this year uh oh okay so that probably also explains why there's like ru- movie the the sequel movie rumors going around around this time now too yeah i don't know if the sonic movie's coming out it's not coming out this year i think it's sonic's movie is 2022 but like this it's probably going to show a lot of stuff for it, so I might even stream part of that, hmm. um, just because it's Sonic. 
Oopsie. But uh, I just hope they show... They're, I'm, they're assuming they're going to show the next few games that are coming out, so... Hopefully there'll be some cool things for it, because it is, a, is an, an anniversary year for them. Yeah. So... Sonic I don't really Boom have any 2. speculation. I'm just like looking forward to it. There is a Sonic Boom too. It's on 3DS. Oof. It's called Fire and Ice. Fire and Ice. Is it based off the the show that one or? Uh, it's a continuation of the game, which the game and the show are like the same continuity, mm-hmm. more or less. I think. I don't know. I actually have no idea. But there's that, and then there's that Team Ninja Final Fantasy Souls-like rumor, yeah. which uh, I. This just happened, like, Con- today, right? I think. Today it's yesterday? the past couple days, and people won't shut up about it. Okay. Like, what do you think? Do you think they're going to happen? Like, I hope they don't, just because I don't think it yeah, would like, work. Isn't that what... I, I feel that's what 16 is. Yeah. Like, why... why? Well, 16 is going to be more like Dove May Cry, but... Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm just at that point where I'm like, Square Enix will make anything but a turn-based RPG for Final Fantasy right now, and it's really annoying. Yeah. It's going to be the spin-offs or, like, a fucking mobile game or some shit like that. And I, I don't expect them to make it. I'm just like, will you guys stop chasing trends that were a thing three years ago? Yeah. Like, the Souls-like trend was, like, a year or two ago-ish. Well, speaking of trends that happened a couple of years ago, they also announced the new class for Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> Which is called... 14 won't die. Yeah. Well, I don't mind it. The thing is, I'm very Uh, surprised on how they're going to handle 14. They said that this this expansion is going to be the tail end of this chapter of the story, and then they are going to move on to a new part of the story, mm -hmm. or just a new chapter of of 14. So that tells me that 14 ain't going to die anytime soon, so I don't mind that. I don't think think they'll bother to make a... uh, 17 is all, is an MMO because like it took so long for 14 to get back off the ground. Yeah, and like 11 still running as well. Yeah, like, yeah don't Ele- forget like there's still like 11 made its 15th year anniversary like last week. Mm. That started on the PS2. It's still going. Yeah, but like that's still going. 14, I think, honestly started hitting its like height what about three years ago? Right around Shadowbringers. No, yeah, right around Shadowbringers. I want to say that around there because that's when I Cause... came back into the game really hard. Because so, when did Realm Reborn come out? Realm Reborn came out right... 2013? Uh, yeah, when I went to Japan, so 2013. So, I mean, that was eight years ago, we're coming up on. So, like, yeah, it's it's been a while, but, like, MMOs typically, typically once it succeeds, like, I mean, how old's World of Warcraft? Like, fi- like 15 years old? 16? Yeah, yeah, a little more. So, like, it's, like... Yeah, it's gonna keep going. Like, I can't, assu- I can't see it dropping anytime soon just because, like... It's popular enough. There's so much of an invested fan base already, and like, they've gotten so many collabs. Like, they even have like the the Canon Near collab in that. Then they had yep. the Monster Hunter stuff. Yeah, I think if they just keep that up, like most people will be happy. Most, I think most people when they get an MMO, they're not like looking for the next MMO. They're just looking for more content for this one. Yeah, it's a lot different. It's a lot different than people who are like, oh, I finished you know, whatever game three. I'm looking really forward to four, whatever game four. Hmm. Yeah, but the the new DPS class is called the Reaper, and it's basically looks like a Bloodborne character. <laughs> he looks like a hunter. <laughs> Man, maybe this will get be the thing to get me to play uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> that that it's not that, that it's beginning not. like nine hours. He <laughs> keeps keeps blocking you from that. So I'm never I, gonna get into fourteen. <laughs> I've tried. I'm never gonna get into it. 
Yeah, no, it, it, it's a tough pill as well. I think once, like, probably once you get into, after the first set of dungeons, that's when it kind of opens, but it, it takes a while to get from there to your first set of dungeons. So, but, yeah, no. I, I, I don't know how I feel about a Souls-like game, because then, basically, it's it's going to be like uh, the Crystal Chronicles, where you have to pick up your magic, pretty much, right? At that point. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I didn't get the Crystal Chronicles because I hated it. I just, it doesn't interest me. I just, I don't think, like, I, I'm t- I'm done with Souls-like games. I just want people to move on and come up with new ideas, and yeah, it's just same. regressive. Same. It's just regressive at this point, because Final Fantasy is always, like, they went to ARPG once everything else started to, and it was too late. Yeah. Um, they, like, made a ton of spinoffs and sequels, and none of them really did well. Um, then... Kingdom Hearts was just all like it stopped. It stopped being about like the actual story there, and like just yeah. became like about Pixar worlds. Yeah. Um, what else do I want to complain about? Um, then like the episodic way for making games. Square Enix didn't surprisingly. Square Enix, who makes Life is Strange, doesn't do episodic games right because episodic games where you take one fifty to sixty dollar game, chop it up into like three or four, you know, like four to five pieces or whatever. Yeah. And like that would be like you'd get like you know, a two-hour gameplay thing at a time for 10 bucks. Well, they decided to make it multi-game and 60 to $70 each, and it's just like, you guys are so behind the curve because you came out with part one for Final Fantasy VII after episodic games were already, like, yep. not popular anymore. Yep. And then now for them to, like, go, like, you know, rumors of them doing a Souls-like game, like, a couple years <sighs> after that's popular again? Because, like, even every time someone's like, oh, here's a Souls-like game... People don't want Souls-like games. They want more Souls. Yeah. They want more games from From Software. It's not that... It's, it's like when everyone was chasing the Call of Duty vibe. It's like, people don't want your Call of Duty. They want another Call of Duty with the name from the studio. They're not looking for something similar. They're looking for the same. Yeah. And I think, like, with chasing a Souls-like game, I think only certain studios are able to do that. Obviously, FromSoft, mm-hmm. who is the granddaddy of it, knows how to make it. And I would I would arguably say that the people that did Neo also knows how to yeah, do it. The, Those the, are the I mean, this is the studio that, like, this is the studio that's rumored to be making is Team Ninja, but the thing is, if it's going to be set in the Final Fantasy universe, it's just like, which one? Is this a new one? Yeah. And, like, you might as well I just don't make think Neo. the... I like. I I honestly think that if you're going to make a Final Fantasy like Souls rumor game, probably they what they had was they were trying to make Neo three, and then they scrapped that and it turned into this. I have a bad feeling that's what it is, and that's the only thing. It's the only way I see that happen. But it's I I just don't know. I don't know, and I I I kind of feel like. There's only probably two studios that can properly do a Souls-like game, and that's pretty much it. Mm. And it's just like I just don't think this is the right IP for it because like yeah, same, same. Not everything is just because just game. because like because mm-hmm. not every IP works with a thing. It's like I'm just gonna say Xenoblade because I want to say Xenoblade decided they're gonna do a sports game. Yeah. Well, maybe the studio knows. Maybe it's the people who made what do you call it? Mario uh, that made. <laughs> No, Mario Strikers, that made, like, MLB the show. The one yeah. that's known for baseball. But, like, okay, but Xenoblade now. Isn't that weird? Isn't that yeah, weird? Because, no, yeah, like, it, oh, it no. might... <laughs> just, it uh, might just, be a good... <laughs> it might be a good, like, uh, 
sports game, but like, does it fit with the IP? No. I just think a bunch now of putting Shulk? yelling <laughs> I'm wrong. I mean, maybe maybe that's a maybe that's a bad choice because I'd actually love to see it, but like, yeah. it doesn't need to happen. I kind of, I kind of. I kind of want to bring that up now for our next episode. <laughs> what two things do you think doesn't match, but you kind of want to see happen? <laughs> I like. I want to see now um, someone draw Shulk with like in a baseball uniform holding the Monado as a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the baseball bat has to be fucking huge because of the Monado. <laughs> oh, I got too much. Hold on, now I have to that. see. <laughs> Well, I guess right, moving was... on to weeb shit. <laughs> Alright, well, speaking of weeb shit, this is something, because it's only canonized, so we can actually talk about this. Uh, we really like Tokusatsu, which is basically Japanese Power Rangers. I'm not gonna, let's just simplify it for yeah, everyone yeah, else. Japanese Power Rangers. It's wrong to say that, but you guys won't know any different, so. Yeah. Um, there's like two big um, fan subgroups, what is it, TV Nihon and Overtime? Yeah. I know there's some other ones too. Like there was grown up and grown ups and spandex and there's stuff like that before. I don't know if they're still around, but they subtitle um, Common Rider and Super Sentai um, when they would come out. Both of these big groups got hit by cease and desist from Toei. How long ago was that? I want to say about a week and a half to two weeks ago. Which has effectively halted the entire fan subbing scene of uh, Japanese tokusatsu stuff. Yeah. It's so. It's a damn shame because that means anyone is going to be probably any one of like the major languages are probably going to get cease and desist because they base all their stuff off of TV Nippon and and overtime. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure like there's a very there's a Spanish subgroup that bases a lot of their subs off of TV Nippon and overtime, so they probably aren't going to exist anymore <laughs> because of that. Yeah. What kind of sucks is they did that now when Common Rider Saber has about three months left, which it's like in his last arc or last arc and a half, maybe. Yeah. And then um, Zen Kaiju just started, and it's a uh, it's an anniversary, anniversary series, and it's actually really fun. So like that's just kind of it, and it the likelihood there's a potential for them to start licensing out the. Um, subtitle stuff here, at least for Common Writer. Yeah, I don't know about Sentai. Yeah, now it's a shame because I really enjoyed Zenkaiger from the 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 handful of episodes I did watch because it's it's mm. Showa uh, Showa era level of comedy, and I fucking love that. <laughs> mm. And my friend yeah, it was who, not, like noticeably different. Yeah, so, like I did like it. Yeah, and my friend who loves Sentai, he, he and Tokusatsu in general, he's the guy that got me into Tokusatsu, and he's really distraught and really sad, and he really likes Zenkaiger, and he's really sad that the series ain't going to continue in a in, in that kind of manner. Obviously, mm-hmm. Toei has been trying to really let an international market know that they want to try and do stuff for a common writer but they're only doing really m- obscure tokusatsu stuff that probably isn't going to be popular it's like stuff from showa era like mm-hmm. like like bazinger or something like that something like like the pole and like the the, the 
magical girl pelting stuff. Like, no one wants to watch that <laughs> unless you're, like, a huge otaku nerd for tokusatsu. No one's going to watch that. But Toei has everything English sub for that. And they have the first two episodes of Searching Series, but that's not even enough to whet the appetite. If they were going to make mm-hmm. such a huge thing about, hey, we're going to do the international market, fucking just do it all. And the fact that they are de- cease and desisting these people that made their series much more knowledgeable to the West or internationally is mm. such a dumb move because unless you follow it closely, you're not going to watch these shows now. Yeah, like if there was, I've always been the type that if there is a legal option for me to get something or like acquire or enjoy something, I will. Like, yeah, I've, obviously. I'm not going to say I haven't sailed the high seas for games before, but like, I'll tell you right now, like, I have a PS2 with a hard drive. Yeah. I tried to play Disaster Report after playing um, Raw Danger because I had the disc. I didn't work, so I just went and bought the copy of, like, Disaster Report, and it was expensive. Now, if I could have just bought that in the store off PSN, I would have never have done the hard drive um, PS2 version of it, if I could have just bought it. But yeah. those things aren't available. So, like, when you remove the ability to get something legally... A lot of people are willing to spend money on things, especially if it means they'll get more. So I always get annoyed when people... I don't get annoyed when people don't want to spend money on stuff, because everyone has their own thing. I don't want to get on people like, you know, don't do not do this or that. But I think when it comes to stuff of, like, trying to get... Like, if something was available before and it's no longer, that's yeah. one thing. But if you're trying to, like, get access to something and get more stuff over, you need to, like, be willing to support it. Yeah. And, like, when they're just, like... Stuff gets, like, pulled out from under you. Like, in this situation, there's no other way to support it. Like, what are people going to do? Yeah. Like, I, I'm going to be honest. Like, they open premium Bandai stores over in the States and, like, you know, abroad because they knew that they had a fan base buying common Rider belts. Yeah. So, the, like, I bought... I just um, pre-ordered and bought, like, the Decay 21 K-Touch. Yeah. Like, it... That was in an, from an English-speaking site. Like, because they know that there's a market here. So, like, it's just so weird that they would, like turn that off yeah and it's and like not replace it yet like with no like with nothing shown of what it's going to be yet yeah and to all the shits that are attacking toy president personally via tweets and stuff like that leave the fuck off because he's getting death threats about that (laughs) yeah people need to chill on it don't give people death threats no one deserves a death threat because you couldn't watch your cartoon show or you couldn't watch your a literal show for children just so you remember you can enjoy anything you want. These are literally shows for made for children. Yeah. And we you can enjoy them, and I do, but like remember that you're to them, you're sending them death threats over a show meant for five year olds. Yes. And that's insane. Yes. And <laughs> now I, I just wish that Toy would announce something for the international market. Now honestly, mm. I really like uh Subaya Productions way of handling it. If you don't know who they are, they're the people that handle Ultraman. Mm-hmm. So they've been Blu-ray. They've been doing English Blu-ray copies of all their old series for twenty bucks. You can buy a majority of the Ultraman series for twenty dollars, and uh, some of them are like a hundred episodes because it's like old time where they just never had seasons mm-hmm. and they did it every day. <laughs> it's like crazy. I I really wish that Toei could at least promise that at least for the older stuff for Showa stuff and at or 
early Heisei. Like early Kuba. Heisei would honestly need to be their best bet. Like if they're yeah. gonna like kind of bring it over, uh, show is a bit too old for people who aren't like deep into it. Yeah, and it's not like they don't have the the access to it because they have Blu-ray copies of pretty much all their Heisei shows now. Hmm. Because that, that was the whole remastering project around, like, I want to say six, seven years ago, that they started doing Blu-rays for all the older series. And they they originally were like, yeah, we're going to do anniversary series. So, like, oh, we're going to start with Kuga, then Agito. And then they just were like, nah, we're going to do double for no apparent reason because that was the last series that didn't have a Blu-ray. <laughs> now, if they yeah, just give us a little like they bit were... of a cheese on the end of what's going on there, then I'd be okay with this. But this just pulling the rug, like you said earlier, just randomly doesn't look good for them. Like, I know they don't care either. It's just, like... They were doing, like, Shout Factory until Hasbro fucked this up. Shout Factory was doing, um, the Super Sentai ones. Mm. And I never got a chance to find any of those. Yeah. Like, I've been... Let's see. I, I'm and they were, sure... like, they're DVD only, but... Yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, they also shot in price, probably. <laughs> I... Let me see. Because I didn't know they stopped making... Like, they stopped doing that. They might still be printing them, though. Like, but someone else might be, like... I don't know. Super Sentai DVD. Oh, they're all still around like 40 bucks. But like, they stopped at like a while back. We never got to like Gokaiger and stuff like that, which is what I would want. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to own an official Gokaiger. I'm pretty sure like if if they were continuing on the trend to get to Decoranger, and if they got to Decoranger, I'm pretty sure the sales would have gone fucking off the roof. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I think the last one was... What, what was the last one? Wild Force? Um, let's see. Uh, Hurricaneger. Hurricaneger. And obviously, that is a good series. It's a very popular series among the fandom because of everyone just loves Now, so who is the the Blue Ranger, so... But it's... If they got to Abba Ranger, you could actually see the actual episode of the... the the Power Ranger riff that they did for that one episode where they mm. were like, oh, yeah, there's a Japanese show about us. You can actually have that, the actual episode that it's based off of. That was so, funny. Yeah. And it's it's very interesting, so... But if if they did got to go Kaiser, I would have loved it, and I would have probably bought the hell out of it. I think a lot of people would have bought the hell out of it if it was go Kaiser, but... <sighs> a wild toy. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, that's our rant on, like, weeb shit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I, I can't. It was like when we talked about Bionicles. That was just for us. That was just for yeah, us. That's just for us. And and speaking of Ultraman and Kamen Rider stuff, too, does that mean that the Shin movies aren't going to get internationalized or come to the West? Because... Those might... I hope they do. I hope they do, too, because it is done by Anno. So I think that's a also a fucking catch name that Funimation might do. But I really would want to see Shin Ultraman. And I want to see his take on how, how, how he's going to do that. I mainly just want to see Shin Kamen Rider. Yeah. Oh, man. The, the, just the artwork that they did for Shin Kamen Rider fucking looks amazing. I really want that. Mm-hmm. Can't wait to see what the belt and the finger is going to look like. I'm pretty sure they're going to sell the shit. I don't even think about. I didn't even think about them selling a belt. Yep, there goes money. Yep, it's going to be Pete Bandai exclusive for fucking $700. It's going to be immediately see it, um, complete selection modification. All right, I can see it. I can fucking see it. <laughs> yep. Well, anything else before we head into questions? No, not really. <laughs> okay. Well, we have a few questions um, coming in from my Discord server. If you are listening to this and you don't know where that is, 
um, just look for me on Twitch and you can, I'll give you the link to it. I used to have it up, but I got some bots that came in. So, uh, I'll, uh, yeah, just, it's on my Twitch channel and you can just type command discord and you can get in there. Anyone can. Um, but our first one is coming from Sabbington. What elements about bad games are enough to make them good from your perspective? Are there any features like unintentional funny voice acting or weird visuals, for example, that influence whether or not you'll really enjoy or replay something? Uh, so for me, bad has to be like... it. Everything bad has to happen but still be functional. Like, it has to still be... F- you, it has to be like to the point where it's not too bad to play. Like, it can be really bad. Like, Deadly Premonition is a game where it's clunky, it's ugly... The music's weird. The voice acting is a little goofy. The, uh, I mean, the writing's all over the place. The, um, the sound design is, is like a, a questionable, abysmal thing. But like all of that comes together because you can still tell that it was like sincerely put together and it was from someone who like had passion for the project. They had more passion than money. Hmm. Something like that where like even like with all of its faults, you still can enjoy it because it's just still like, a fun experience because of like all of its faults somehow wrap back around and make them good. It's really hard to like, like nail down like how, how bad something needs to be to become good again. Like I think raw danger is one of those as well because raw danger is the gameplay is a little clunky. It's a PS2 game. Um, voice acting's weird. It has a very odd localization where it just like changed everyone's hair colors and gave them all very like Western names and stuff like that. Despite the fact everyone is clearly Japanese yeah um and like the voice like the the sounds of the weather and like what rushing water and stuff are so loud and the voice <laughs> acting is so quiet underneath it and it's just the fact it's goofy and like you can tell that like it was made by a group of people that wanted to make something weird like that so like it because it like you can feel the sincerity and passion behind it that's what makes it good Despite the fact that it is, like, objectively bad. <laughs> so, I agree with you on that with the voice acting. I think for me, especially if it's, like, those early era games, early PS1, PS2 games where they didn't include the a Japanese voice track and it's just the localization and just the voice acting that they did and go, Hi, Bob. How are you today? Like, the game that you were playing earlier today. I... I fucking enjoyed the voice Oh, did that report? Yeah, just yeah. The, the delivery on certain lines was fucking hilarious. It's so bad, but it's hilarious. Because, like, a lot of that stuff is... One, they probably were given no actual direction from the Japanese company, or they just said it had to be exactly what this translation is, despite the fact this probably was made by... Translated by a guy in his 80s who has never been outside of the country and speaks textbook Japanese... Or textbook English... So, like, you get that, and then, like, they'll have it so they have to say a voice line within the exact amount of time yeah. as the original voice line, or else it breaks it. That's why, like, in Final Fantasy X, you will be like, oh, Sir Jekt was my father's guardian, too. And it's, like, very stunted, and they try and, like, weave that into her character. But it's just because they couldn't sync the mouth flap, and it had to be exactly as long as the original one without straying from the script. Yeah. And there's only so much you can't be like... Your father, Jack, was my father's guardian, too. You can't do it, because it's too weird. So it's just awkward pauses instead. Mm. So it's just, it's a lot. It's really on a game-by-game thing. It's just like, if something, despite how terrible it feels, still makes you smile and you enjoy playing it, it's 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 so hard. Like, there there is an idea of kusoge, 
which yeah. I did a video about with um, yeah. the Ring Terrors realm. It's still on my YouTube channel. Um, where like even though everything about it is so bad, there's just something endearing about it because it's still tried despite I, the fact it didn't need to and I, maybe tried too hard. I also think that games that are trying to be intentionally bad also kind of entertain me to a point. Case in point is... I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting the game. Um, it's, um... It was just a prank cam. Oh, um, Until Dawn? Until Dawn. That, like, I think yeah. Until Dawn is a really... It's a it's a game that's intending to be bad, but I fucking love it anyway. <laughs> like, I don't think the gameplay for that game is intended to be bad, but, like, definitely all the acting, the writing, the character interactions, are they're supposed to be reflective of a certain type of genre of movie and, like, just horror movies. So, like... It's all bad, but it's so intentionally done and well done because that was the point. Yeah. Was it was like a parody of it in a way? Yeah. That like, and I kind of like, like that. And I wish that the 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 dark horror picture games was like that too, because unfortunately they're too serious to be up their own bums. Mm-hmm. And I feel that's the the soul of what was missing in those games that Until Dawn did really well. Yeah, that, now that you say it, that makes sense, because I'm like, it just felt like they were missing something. They didn't have that, like, casual goofiness of it. Like, it just felt like they just told everyone to be, like, serious. This is our serious business time, and it just fell flat because it... it, it they thrived on the goofiness. Yeah. They need that balance. There's, like, no comic relief in it. Yeah, there's no, there's no magical resisting best care towel in fucking Little Hope. So, but I think like for for me, I really like bad acting and just bad delivery of acting and voice acting because I'm just like such a stickler of like oh you gotta listen to your original voice acting. But if it's a game that's American made, also and it's just really bad acting, I fucking love it. <laughs> I tend to enjoy them when you can tell that they were just like doing what they were told and they weren't intentionally trying to ham it up. They're just like the guy's like I don't know, just like. Uh, make it sound wacky, and the guy's like, "Okay, wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man time." And, and it's just that he does shit like that because, like, he doesn't know what else to do because, like, that might be his first job, or he only ever yeah. does like you know local commercials. So, like, you get people who don't know what they're doing, like Chaos Wars. I really want that. Yeah. It has the worst voice acting of anything, and they just like literally pulled random people in to do it, and I it's think- it's really bad. Another another game that I absolutely love for its bad. Interpretation of voice acting and just acting in general and just deadpan delivery is the Spider-Man movie games. So the Spider, the Tobey Maguire movies, because they paid the money to have the actors and actresses voice their own characters, and you can tell that Tobey Maguire wasn't in it to it because he gives really deadpan delivery on several lines, especially in the sequel. And it wasn't Willem Dafoe, was it? No, 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 no. It wasn't Willem Dafoe. Is uh, James like, the, the uh, James Franco? James. Oh, okay. Like, especially say, what did Willem Dafoe do? <laughs> James Franco, his portrayal in the Spider-Man Three game, he was just like over it. He was over it, <laughs> and they had to do new lines for him because he was a DLC character for the PlayStation Three game part of the game. <laughs> He was a it's console really exclusive those, character. <laughs> it's funny because, like, when you see those, like, uh, when you have like real actors and stuff, you realize how many of them don't know how to voice act. They don't know how to like work outside their element. Like, very few like st- like stage or uh, movie actors know how to do voice acting, and it just shows. Because if they don't have like 
they're not able to act out the scene or bounce off people, they'd have no idea what to do. If you're just, like, go in here and read your lines, it's just, it's always bad. It's always bad. So, I I think for me that what quantifies for, like, bad games for me. Like, I could do an entire podcast about, an entire podcast about, like, bad games and, like, (laughs) stuff like that. Like, I could talk about those all day. Um, let's see. Our second question from Chiriku. Should we get rid of all video games? Sure. Yeah, honestly, yeah, why not? As long as I get the money for them. Yeah. As long as I get my money back. Same. Uh, Tofu asks, should there be a new Raw Danger for PS3 and PS5? There is a Disaster Report 4, but Raw Danger is very distinct from the rest of the series. Like, especially if we're talking about a Raw Danger and not a Zetai, uh, Zetai Zetsume Toshi 2. Yes, absolutely we need a new Raw Danger that's that goofy, but I want it to also look exactly the same. I want it to look like it was made on PS2 hardware, but released on PS5. Yes, I agree. Um, I'm going to come back to this second one from Chi. Um, why, and then from Tom, why is Kojima better than Nomura? And I'd say he's not. Nomura be praised. In this in this community, we stand Tetsuya Nomura. He would have made Final Fantasy IX not terrible. Oh, yeah. Same. <laughs> uh, I, I, um, I objectively love Kojima, but if Nomura was still in the series from Nine, I think Nine would have been a better game. <laughs> I think they're honestly very comparable people, um, but like Nomura, Nomura gets more hate because there's more people who like identify with their childhood to um, his work than people with Metal Gear. Like a lot of people did grow up playing Metal Gear, but Final Fantasy is more of like since that was like also look into their like age rating stuff like that, and like just because Kojima stuff is very political, philosophical, all over your whatever i think final fantasy is more accessible and square enix had a lot more games so nomura's work is more relatable because he also made kingdom hearts i think people give nomura more trouble because they're more familiar with his work because it's in more things but they honestly both do the same level of bullshit in their stuff except nomura doesn't shot for shot recreate movies yeah Kojima's a hack. I, I love that he exists and i love the weird shit he comes up with but like he is an over he is overrated as fuck I think people are very unfair to Nomura because they have, like, way too much childhood attachment to Final Fantasy and stuff. Just, like, get over it. You got seven. You had a seven. You had a lot of spinoffs. This remake ain't for you. (laughs) This remake ain't for you. It's for new people. Yeah. Like, for for me, because I I appreciate both. I I appreciate how what Kojima did for the industry at that time. Obviously, with the fallout from 4 and then <laughs> Die Hard Band game of being a FedEx delivery person in the year 2032, that that game is, is a fucking trip. I, I love it to death for it being so fucking out there. But I love that what Nomura does as well. And... I, granted, I know that he took... Kingdom Hearts 3 and if, or not Kingdom Hearts 8, I know he took Versus 13 very personally of that being retooled into a different game, but and I can't fault him for that for politics that are going in Square Enix because Square Enix is such mm. a weird fucking company to begin with. Um, Let's see. Our next question is from Akiba Red. He asks, have you heard of the critically acclaimed have you heard of the critically acclaimed MMO Final Fantasy XIV? 
isn't the one with the free trial um the same up to level 60 this was a whole conversation between aki and tofu no i haven't i think so i know b does b runs people of eorzea yeah (laughs) (laughs) she's been she said once um she ran this one who recognized them having posted about that person before and they're like shit Um, our last question is from Chiriku. What is the most immersive moment in video games I remember? This is a really hard one for me, trying to think of that. Now, now what does immersive mean to you? That That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, you want to talk about, like, a, a point in time where I just was, like, so, like, you know, engrossed in what was happening on the game, I, like, just forgot what was happening? Yeah. Because I can tell you, or, like, you know, around me, because I can tell you right now, like, I was so immersed in Fallout 3 when I was playing it. Yeah. I would play it for like 12 hours at a time. Yeah. If we mean like that. But like if, I couldn't tell you anything about that game like storyline wise. So it was just like this is so immersive. It was just like the game was so like it was scratching every itch I needed at the time that I just like everything was dead to me outside of that. Yeah. Like yeah that, it, it just really depends because if it's if we're going by that then it's Metal Gear Solid 4 because I bought that game right when I turned 18 and I played that game from midnight all the way to 8 a.m. and I didn't realize that <laughs> I did the oh fuck moment when I heard birds chirping in in, in the background. <laughs> if but, you want to know, like, um, very um, oh sorry, go ahead. But if you are talking about me looking at a game and being yeah, I'm here, kind of thing, it, there's there's two moments of that for me. I think. The first time I played an MMO, so it would be Final Fantasy XI, seeing real people that I never knew, just talking and jumping around being assholes, and the first game I played VR with, which is, ironically, Resident Evil 7, because I was so impressed of how that game run in VR, and I was just like, I'm here, I got Welcome to the Family, and punched and kicked in the face, and I never want to play that game again. <laughs> but and then seeing Mia turn in VR was such a trip. Mm, that was a fun VR experience. So I, there, there's a handful of things that I want to be like that. Same for I want to say Metal Gear Solid Three too, where I was just like so engrossed of what's going on with the game, every little thing, and that's just like. There are things that if you are just casually playing through the game, you would miss on. You would definitely mm. miss on. But I, I really, it, it, there's many interpretations for this question. But so that's why there's many different answers for me. But that's pretty much the game for me. There are, um, I thought there are two that I can point out. Um, one of them was honestly just playing through Xenoblade Definitive Edition last year because it came at a good time for me. Like that whole thing, especially. On my channel, that um, that's done. Ban over there. That whole scene, mm. up until um, you get your seventh party member, that whole part was like a very like holy shit, what's going on moment for me for that game. Where just like that whole time, I was just like in it. I I like that game so much. I made a retrosaurus about it, and it had nine views on it in two weeks. Oh. And then I delisted the video. I that, think- <laughs> I was so in love with that and then it just like <laughs> you know when you show someone your friend something and they're not interested in it as yeah. much as you'd like that was yeah. that and that was such a defeating moment i mean that's our bionicle episode in a nutshell <laughs> yeah it was 
That was our lowest watched video, or lowest listened to episode. Uh, the other one, I just had it in my head and it just disappeared. What was it? Um, Honestly, shit. like, for me, it's a lot of Kojima games, to be honest. Like, the another game that I really was engrossed by, just by a technical aspect, at that time, being a child, was Twin Snakes. Mm-hmm. Just because I was just like, oh man, I, I didn't get to see his face. He's all blocky. Everyone's blocky. So just the environment and everything is so blocky. And then it turned out to look like what Metal Gear Solid 2 looked like. And I was so impressed by that. And just like, just it really brought me into like reliving Shadow Moses again. Granted, mm-hmm. the Matrix movie bullshit that was added to that took me right out of it. But <laughs> I remember the other game. Uh, it wasn't that long ago. Playing Half-Life Alex on an Index. Oh, yeah. Because that's, like, the way to play it. It was built for that, and the Index, I think, is still, like, the most powerful VR thing out there at the moment. Mm. Um, mm. There might, I mean, the new Oculus might rival it or be a little bit better, but, like, that's, like, the the standard for me now is that. Because then I played PSVR after it and it sucked. Uh, but I, uh, I played that. So, like, just how well everything worked, how it actually felt like I was in that world um because everything it looked nice because my friends got a decent pc and the in- index is a very clear screen it's a very nice headset it's a very nice headset because you don't even have to put in um headphones it has little speakers that flip down over your ears what the fuck what was that what why why was that not on the psvr yeah but like everything worked like um because you'd have to do motions to like reload your guns pull back um the um the shoot the, the part that um loads the bullet and then you shoot it with the the, the, the trigger part. Hmm. Like you had to do all that. You'd have to put things in your backpack, grab and put them in. Um, you could look at things in the like on the other side of the room, lock onto them, fling them towards you, and grab them midair. Like hmm. with you doing like motions, and it just like it all worked. I'm like, holy shit! I like I thought I was gonna play it for like ten minutes. I played it for two hours. Yeah, see, and it's things like that that also make me wonder how they're going to implement that the the Resident Evil HD edition, as I like to call it, for the Oculus. Oh, that RE4 one? Yeah. They're, yeah, I'm, that's going to be very different. Yeah, so I, I kind of see what they want to do with that, because it seems like, hey, you pick up, if you drop things, you got to fucking pick it up kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it'll be very interesting to see, like... The whole pioneer of VR stuff is going to introduce a bunch of things that I I can't wait to see. But that is... Those are all our questions today. Yeah, thank you guys for asking them. It was nice because last, we last time we didn't get any questions. <laughs> yeah. So it was nice to have some again. So thank you guys. It really does help. Um, and it uh, really does... Uh, it's fun for us to answer them. So keep them coming. You can even tweet them at the Potosaurus on Twitter. Or post my Discord server. Either one, if you don't want to join Discord, tweet at the bot of source. But those are the only two avenues that I have at the moment because, yeah, I'd, I'd be more likely to make a MySpace than somewhere else. It'd be easy for people to use. So, yeah. But, Ken, anything before we move on? Uh, not right now. I probably will get another interview pretty soon within the next week or two, probably the next episode. Oh, and uh, we are going to be doing something very special in a couple weeks, right? Possibly. Potentially. Possibly. Potentially. I'll put a potentially just in case because I'm always known to have um, things fall through. So I don't want to make too many promises before I can like properly get information out of Girlfriend. Yeah, but it will probably come 
announcement from your your stream channel. So yeah, yeah, be on the lookout for that. Yeah, uh, again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, Ken, where can people find you? You can find me on my Japanese music-based podcast called Ongakidu. You can look at it uh, via Twitter and Instagram at Ongakidu. You can follow the website where I report about the Japanese music industry at ongakidu.com. You can also follow me personally on on Twitter at OTYKen1 where I talk about Bang Dream, Aina Aiba, Roboko, Herobo, and more Aina Aiba stuff. So, yay. What about you, Kyo? Um, You can find me on all social media sites, Twitter, uh, YouTube, Twitch, everything at Kyoryu Hunter. Um, I stream Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Central Standard Time, and I typically stream retro games, whether they're janky, terrible horror, or RPGs. Um, lately, we've been going through the Disaster Report series and Final Fantasy X. Um, coming up over the summer, I'm going to have a bit more of a themes going on. I think we're going to have a Summer of Swing Month, so look forward to more Donkey Kong. And then probably a, a horror <laughs> month after that. Um, yeah, because it's, it's about that time of year for Donkey Kong. I'm going to really laugh if my copy of DK64 from Japan shows up sometime over the summer. I'm going to really laugh because I ordered that a year ago almost. And um, I'm going. I'm currently working on reviving the Retrosaurus series for a second season on YouTube, which will hopefully go up sometime in June. So look forward to that. And again, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Potosaurus. We will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye bye.